What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to the Very Unsportsmanlike podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And you can check the show out over at www.anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards if you want to check out the archives or get more information on the show. Joining me are three show legends. Got the homie Ray in New Jersey, my boy Eminem in Mississippi, and Buck down there in Florida holding down. Fellas, what's going on? All right. What's up? All right, what's going on, y'all? All right. All right, we'll go ahead and jump right to it. The first game, which was uh, Cincinnati and the and Las Vegas, and Cincinnati was able to pull that out 26-19. to 19. And so uh, you talk about a game that in, at, the, at halftime is 20-13, to 13, pretty tight game. Not a lot of offense in the second half, but uh, the Bengals – Made it 23 to 13 at the 11 minute mark in the third quarter. And the Raiders got close, but they couldn't quite get there. Um, they got a field goal with three minutes, 34 seconds left to make it 26 to 19, but they were unable to get an opportunity to get the game tied up. And Vegas had, uh, they won the first down battle 23 to 18. They outrushed Cincinnati by 20 yards. They outpassed. Cincinnati by 66 yards. They had more sacks, um, but they had two turnovers um, and and some costly penalties. And uh, right, I, I guess where we start first is the play that everyone's talking about right before halftime, I believe, when Joe Burrow threw a touchdown pass and there was a whistle that blew before the pass was caught. I mean, we all heard it. The ball had not been caught. It was in the air. Um, it was very close to him, but he hadn't caught it. The whistle was blown inadvertently by one of the officials, yet the touchdown still still stood. What did you think about that and how that went down, Ray? Well, in the rules of football, it shouldn't have counted. Now, he made the play, and Tyler Boyd made the play. So the thing is, is once that whistle blows, that's it. Now would have been on the referees because they had a early whistle, but they supposed to review that and they supposed to had changed that. I don't know as a team if you can challenge that or not, but they should have had they challenge flags together because these guys keep saying, "Oh well, uh, the whistle was after the catch and clearly it wasn't." Hell, you had Boomer Sison get up there and say, "No, it wasn't." Last time they was they won a game, he probably was the damn quarterback, right? You know, or before or before him. But but the thing is, is is you know, if we if they would have kicked, say if they call it right, they more than likely are going to kick a field goal, kick a field goal. Now we're not going down on the last drive trying to get a touchdown. We got the best kicker in the league. Not named Justin Tucker, I guess you could say. Yeah. And kicking the field goal and tying that thing up to see see where it goes. Because I was thinking myself, don't try to take this thing to overtime. If we score, try to go for two and beat them right now. Because you and they stadium, they loud as hell. You know, some of these folks weren't even born last time they won a game. So they going crazy out there. Right, right. Try to win it right there, but yeah, I didn't think that the that the that the call was fair. You know, I think that 
in the rules of the game that if the whistle blows, that ends the play. How many times a quarterback will get his head knocked off and they blow the whistle? So, you know, I just don't think that was right. I mean, we was in the game. We could have played a better game, less penalties. But I think we could have done enough to win the game if that play didn't exist. See, I look like I look at it like this. I mean, you, you hate for anything to happen in the second quarter to be able to say that it, it, it impacted the outcome of the game, but in a lot of ways it, it did, especially when you're playing on the road. And then yeah. when the whistle blows, the play is dead. Even though, even if it's a mistake, that's just how it goes. I mean, how many times have we seen people uh, pick up a, a fumble? And one of the referees think it was a forward pass, and he blows the whistle when somebody would have had a you know a scoop and score. And so I think the same thing applied here. Even though he probably was going to catch the ball for a touchdown, we we can't say that with 100% certainty because the whistle blew. Some people kind of got relaxed when that whistle blew. Even the guy, even when Jamar Chase caught the ball, he kind of looked around like he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, that's what I was gonna and, say. He didn't he didn't even think it was a live play the way he right. reacted. <laughs> but as far as um I don't know I thought if, Tyler if Boyd caught the ball. Was that, was that I mean Tyler Boyd? That was Tyler Boyd. Hey, maybe, that was yeah, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. You're right. Tyler You're right. Boyd. You're right. And so um even I, I don't know if they use sound when they do replays, but for the refer for the officials to come out or people in New York or whoever it was to come out and say that it was after the catch, that just made it even more bogus. That just just ruin all kinds of credibility. I'd rather you say, you know what, they screwed it up. Because why did you turn around and say that Jerome Boger and the crew were probably not be officiating any more postseason games if you didn't think anything was done wrong? You know, and so and I, I don't know if y'all saw the um I think it was the holiday bowl. Anyway, it was uh uh Tennessee versus uh uh that was a crazy game. I know they had all that scoring. I can't think uh, of Purdue. They they won against Purdue, and Man, clearly and it was overtime. And clearly the guy crossed the, broke the plane. Then the whistle blew, mm-hmm. and they was trying to say the whistle blew before he crossed the plane. Then you look at the you look at the replay a hundred times. The whistle didn't blow until after he scored. So it was it was almost that situation reversed. That's what I had th- thought about right quick. <laughs> And then we all remember that game in Denver with uh and the charges. Ed Hockley blew that whistle and clearly it was a fumble that was gonna get picked up and ran back. Uh, I think that was a playoff game, matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I thought that was that was a, a very important play and a bad miss. But uh, outside of that, Ray, uh, what what else do you want to say as far as what you think happened? Um, I thought there were some some timely penalties. I know Leatherwood, I think, got a uh, – what was it? A, was it a false start? No, legal man downfield. Downfield, yeah. Yeah, he got yeah. a little bit too far downfield on one of the passes. And, I mean, it was just – sounded like it was just kind of timely mistakes. That and and, and the thing about it is, is to me, they don't call the right plays. That's why I'm pulling for John Harbaugh or somebody like that to get the job because they don't call the right plays. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, he missed the ball he should have had. He probably yeah. could have turned that corner and ran it in the end zone. But the thing is, is you got to go back to that guy. Zay Jones ain't dropping nothing out there. Y'all got to keep going to that guy. Yeah. You know, Darren Waller, you mean to tell me all of a sudden this guy can't get open? 
You got to you got to keep going to this guy. And Josh yeah. Jacobs was running the ball well. Yeah. See, once he gets healthy, he's one of the best backs in the league. That's a big, big thirteen conceit. carries, eighty three yards. Yeah, because everybody has to, to realize that man had rookie of the year until Kyler Murray, they gave it to him in the last week or two after Josh Jacobs got hurt. Josh Jacobs come back last year and made the Pro Bowl. This year, he was rated as the number five running back before the season started, but he had a lot of injuries and this, this, and that, so he yeah. only ended up with about 800 yards. But, yeah, that man was – that man do his thing. Yeah, so – but um, Cincinnati was able to – I thought Zach Taylor, um, you know, did a decent – isn't that the coach's name, Cincinnati, Zach Taylor? Yeah, Taylor. yeah Zach Taylor. Yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, he, he – did an okay job with uh, the game, and uh, Joe Burrow was solid. He was efficient, 24 of 34, 244, and two touchdowns. He got sacked twice, so they were getting a little pressure on him. Uh, Joe Mixon, 17 carries for 48 yards, so he wasn't killing you all or anything, but there was just a few things here and there. Definitely turnovers um, always make the difference. There was an interception and a fumble by Derek Carr. And so, uh, yeah, so Cincinnati will move on and uh, the Raiders try to figure out their coach situation. And I heard you say that John Harbaugh is the guy you want. Yeah, but we didn't fire Mayock's ass already. And, yeah, man, Mayock should have stayed on the NFL Network. He had 15. He could have been Mel Kuyper Jr. Look, man, he probably had the job, but Buck sent that – that uh that article up there to Mark Davidson after he read all that shit that went on with all them draft picks, they got him up out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you I didn't send him up there, right? Yeah, I didn't send him up there. <laughs> because after you look at all that, you could say John Gruden this, John Gruden that, but hey, man, y'all guys got a bad track. I mean, look at um, Damon Arnett. First round pick, y'all cut him. Henry yep. Rose, y'all could have saw that coming, but both of these guys first round picks. You know, then y'all yep. took Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell ain't even getting no damn playing time. We getting as many plays yep. as he getting. And 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 you took the guy number four overall. Yeah. You know. It was time for him to go. And Montez Sweat and all these guys was on the board. Yeah. You know, I mean the Raiders are a story franchise, and you just can't be making picks Thanks, like this and reaching. I John mean, and, I mean, these these were reaches. And um, oh. Mike Mayock may be good on NFL Network, but his 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 uh his you know his duties as a GM are probably long no. past him. So. But see, this is what I said. Mike Mike Mayock was full of shit on a lot of things. Like, they used to rate all the guys, and you'll see one, two, three, four, five at center, one, two, three, four, five defensive lineman, one, two, three, four, five linebacker. He he wrong just about every fucking year. But he talking that good shit, so people listening to it. But mm -hmm. people that really pay yeah. attention, just like Mel Kuyper, you ever look at a yeah. video of how wrong Mel Kuyper actually was, man, he should <laughs> never be on TV. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You watch Mel, the video. Mel, Mel Kiper. How long Mel Kiper actually was. Saying that, that's Mahomes okay. going to be a right. bust and all this kind of stuff. 
you know, said all that shit about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he just been wrong, man. I mean, you could take a girl you date and ain't going to be as wrong as uh, uh, Mel Kiper. Wow. Yeah. I'm You're serious. right, though. You're right yeah. on that. I agree with you, Rock. Right. All right, yeah. so we'll move on to the next game, and that was Buffalo 47, the Patriots 17. This game was 27 to 3 at halftime, uh, 33 to 3 at one point in the third, and it just 40 to 10. It just got out of control really yeah. fast. Buffalo just dominated. They ran for 174 yards. They threw for 308 yards and five touchdowns. They turned over the Patriots twice. And uh, Eminem, this was just a nightmare for Patriots fans, man. And and they just have – I just think they just have more of a talented team than what the well, Patriots did. But not only that, what, what I really, really like about uh, Sean McDermott – he kind of gave I – mean, of course, I wasn't in the locker room to, to say what he said, but he probably sent the message whether he was feeling his head like, look, man, you know, Coach Belichick, the GOAT and all that, man, but fuck that. He got a rookie quarterback. My quarterback is better than his, and we're going to beat these motherfuckers like they stole something. And he turned Josh Allen loose. He wasn't giving a damn about getting hurt or none of that stuff. This dude was running people over, just setting the damn tone. I mean, this looked like some shit. Yards rushing. Exactly, it looked like some some old uh, uh, tapes of of uh, Elway McNair. I mean, just setting the tone, just like that reckless. I'm putting the team on my back. Fuck y'all, and it's like everybody fed off that. I mean, it was just like every phase of the game. I honestly, I can't remember. Since Bill Belichick has been in New England, I know they don't have some some uh, some down games sometime with Miami catch them off guard and stuff like that. But I I can't just remember them just getting their ass whooped like that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in every yeah. phase of the game. I mean I I don't you know of course they don't lost, but I mean but just basically every phase of the game they was getting destroyed. Everything you know and uh, so I just think that uh. You know, McDermott feeding the team gunpowder. Now, the scary thing about that is they play so well. Sometimes, man, sometimes you can almost do too much. And it's like, uh, you know, leaving guys in, you know, kind of like that bullshit y'all did with us. You were leaving people in when they should be out just to just yeah. rub it in on your rival. <laughs> sometimes that stuff <laughs> don't care. That next week, sometimes you pay for it because, you know, all the energy gone. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully that ain't the case. But, you know, uh, hats off to McDermott and, uh, you know, Fraser's defense and, you know, all of them. They put a clinic on every, every phase of the game. And it's hard yeah. to do that against New England. In every phase now. And New England's defense, they normally really don't have a weakness. I mean, they can show up against anybody. You no, know, no, the other year everybody had, you know, the, you know, someone was holding out because of COVID. They couldn't say that this year. So ah man, I, I'm just shocked. I I I picked Buffalo to win, but I mean that was a beat down. That was some shit you see on a Friday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was bad. And uh so, I mean, I don't know what type of confidence that gives them going into the next round. 
but uh, I'm, I'm kind of like what I said against against that game against the Eagles. Eminem, I wish they would have saved some of them points because <laughs> shoot, they're gonna need them in the next round for sure. But man, Josh Allen, 21 of 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, a 157.6 passer rating, almost perfect. And they got some good, good, um, now, running how many rush yards? How many rush yards he get? 66 on six carries. Oh, great. Okay. And you show up like that three times out of the year. Yeah, they're gonna need him a couple so, more times. So, so that means that means he's gonna be down the next game. But I think what really helped him, Devin Singletary at 16 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. He ran very well. Oh, I yeah, he was that, running hard. He was I running hard. Yeah. And so Dawson Knox, five catches, up. 89 yards, two touchdowns. So uh, all around, yeah. they had a good game, man, and they they sent Belichick fishing. It was I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I expected them to win. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, oh, it's, it's speaking of predictions for the first game, uh, Ray was the only one that took Vegas against Cincinnati, and then he was the only one that took New England against Buffalo. All right, so we'll move on to Tampa Bay thirty-one, Philadelphia, Philadelphia fifteen. And this game was 31 to nothing in the third quarter. It was it, it was decided kind of early. The Eagles got back in it late with a couple of touchdowns, make it 31 to 15, but they couldn't get any closer. Uh, Tampa Bay, and the, run, the running game was fairly close. Tampa Bay had seven, uh, I'm sorry, nine, 11 more yards than Philadelphia, uh, but they ran the ball 14 more times. The passing was only separated by 13 yards. And um, everything was pretty much equal except for, I mean, even penalties and and everything. But everything was pretty much equal except for turnovers. Eminem, and y'all had three turnovers, two interceptions, and um, a fumble, a costly fumble on special teams, man. And and y'all just couldn't get, get caught back up after you got behind the eight ball. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, anytime you're going against uh, uh, a great quarterback like Brady, you can only – and that's what I uh, – I was I was stayed on the phone the whole time with uh another Eagles fan that's one of my coworkers used to be one of my students too and uh I was saying man we can't keep giving uh Brady the damn ball like that but uh you know I, I knew it was gonna be a challenge because like I say Josh Sweat um you know having health problems and stuff and uh so he got to have surgery I actually had surgery today and so he wasn't available he's our best rusher off the edge um. Speed wise, and then of course, um, you know, we lost Brandon Graham early in the season. If you remember that game we played on Thursday night, those the defense was the major factor that kind of kept us in it. And then, you know, we 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 ran a little more. Um, our, our key turning point in the game, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna say it, it would have made a difference as far as like us winning or losing, but. With a with a young quarterback and and a and a, and a team that's you know just barely in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff, you 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 need you don't need bullshit to go your way. I mean, Derek Barnett did everything he could not to drag Brady ass in the ground. He was gentle Ooh, as boy, possible, and they called, and that was so costly. That was hard. Uh, now I'm not gonna say. Is you know if for the fifth and all that, but that right there was like a backbreaker. It's almost like damn man, you know, it's hard enough we got to play these damn dudes, and now 
if we can't just tee off on Brady, we can't win. You know, and that kind of was the cloud out there. You know, and, you know. Of course, you ain't gonna beat nobody with a bunch of turnovers, but uh, but you know, um, I think it'll have been a little. I think the game will be a lot closer. You know, having uh, Josh Sweat available, at least having him available, will be a lot closer. And then uh, I think that uh, Seriani gonna have to do could have did a better job. Of, of utilizing uh, her strengths. You know, the deep ball is not it. He, he sucked right now at the deep ball. He got to get better at that. But I love him. I, I love I love him, but he's a work in progress. He's not going to be a quarterback quarterback, just to kind of how Watson came out of college and, and Burrow coming out of college. You know, I knew he wasn't going to be that type of guy. I kind of saw him more so as – kind of how what Buckingham did with Rochensburg, you know, it was kind of a process, you know, just we went in with defense and, and the bus and being just don't screw this shit up, you know, and I think that uh, Sariana's best plan for Jalen was the game we played against the Saints. The, the way the plays were set up then was the best for him, you know, a uh, lot more running, uh, RPOs that wasn't so predictable. You know, where he actually kept it sometimes. Because if you don't keep the damn ball, RPO don't mean nothing. So, um, but, you know, uh, kind of back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll just keep, you know, growing. And, and then we got to figure out how to get uh, Smith more involved early. Because one thing that uh, Burrow with, with uh, the, the, the coach at Cincinnati does that's great. He's just like, look, Burrow, you my quarterback. You love Chase. Y'all got the chemistry. Screw it. The hell with the play. Sometimes you got to force it to your guys. And a lot of people don't don't like to take chances like that. But I think that builds the confidence of, of uh, younger QBs when they have, a uh, you know, uh, a familiar target. But you you got the trigger to just kind of go to them. Fuck it. You know, we're going to lose anyway. Go to them. See what happens. You know. Okay. All right. And, um, uh... Let's see. As far as Hurts, he was 23 of 43, 258, a touchdown, two interceptions, sacked twice. He had another 39 yards rushing. Um, The running game wasn't there. Miles Sanders had seven rushes for 16 yards. So I think he kind of – I don't know if you think that Sirianni kind of reverted back to his his old ways, so to speak. Yeah, he did. Because really, this is a guy – that I was really impressed with because that one when y'all started the season, I was like, okay, this is the same as Doug Peterson. I said, mm-hmm. they ain't gonna win nothing. And then he just had an epiphany, said, you know what, we're gonna run this ball. Right. And y'all were unstoppable. Yeah. And I was, Sanders I was didn't get the ball. Uh, yeah, I, Jordan I was Howard. not happy about y'all getting in the playoffs, man, because I, I thought y'all were yeah. gonna be a problem. But um, once y'all got behind, you couldn't run the ball anymore. Yeah. And I think I think he waited too late to try. Yeah, exactly. We we didn't start doing what we supposed to do to the end. It's like because, like I say, Jalen is not that he's not there yet. The way we played against the Saints, and the Saints got one of the best defense in the league, bar none. Mm-hmm. But the way we played against the Saints, that was out. That was us with with this quarterback and this team. That was us, and he got away from that. Yeah, he did, and it was costly. And so, all right. And Tom Brady was sacked four times. That's something to pay attention to in this next matchup they have. Hell yeah, because the Rams is coming, Jack. 
on defense. Right. <laughs> so we'll move to Sunday's game. Uh, well, actually, that was Sunday. Sunday afternoon had 49ers 23, Cowboys 17. Uh, 49ers got out to a 13 to nothing lead, and Dallas cut it to 13 to 7. But then 49ers scored 10 more points, made it 23 to 7. And then Dallas cut it to 23 to 17, and everything pretty much died on the what was that, the 49 to 24 yard line at the end of the game when Dak Prescott spiked the ball with no time left. And so, first of all, let me start with the the, the, the game itself as far as uh, first downs were about even. The 49ers had twice as many rushing yards, um, of 169 rushing yards. Uh, Cowboys had 100 more passing yards. But uh, both teams had one turnover. The 49ers had nine penalties, but the Cowboys had a postseason record 14 penalties. And when I tell you those penalties were costly, I think like six of them were pre-snap penalties. And that's just that's just dumb. That's just dumb. I put that on the coach. If you have one or two guys jump or do something stupid, then okay, that's on the players. But when you've been doing this all season long and it doesn't get corrected, then I got to put it on the coaching. You know, and uh, – Let's see. Zeke was, I mean, he had 12 carries, 31 yards. He wasn't effective at all. Great in the pass protection, but he wasn't effective. Tony Pollard had four carries for 14 yards. So Dallas really made no attempts of running the ball. And I think the game, I think the way they started off was bad because, one, I wouldn't have kicked off first. They kicked off to the 49ers first. And I would have tried to get my offense on the field and try to get ahead of the 49ers. You don't want them to get the lead because they're going to run the ball down your throat the whole game. And that's exactly what Dallas did. They allowed them to get the lead. And um, that first drive the 49ers had was impressive. And they continued to run the ball. Debo Samuels is a man. You can't do nothing about that. Uh, 10, 10 carries, 72 yards, another 38 yards receiving. But, uh, I mean – I guess as far as the the last play, I know that's the play everybody's been talking about. Uh, they were saying the, that the umpire should have been trailing the trailing the play mm. once that took off on the draw play and all that stuff, and been in a yeah. position to touch the ball. And that's, but I, not, I look at it like it, it never should have been the last. That was play. just a that was just a stupid play to begin with. I think. Well, see, I. Debo Samuels like got this. the first down. The referee moved it back. I watched that. That's what, that that's what I'm talking times. about, bro. That's what he I'm got the he, first down. He got he the first got down. The first down. I think yeah, that he did too. absolutely. Now, got now, where, now what you call it? Uh, what's the what's the uh, Shanahan? He tried. I, I thought he got a little too cute. Now that that Trent Williams false start, I didn't think was a false start. I didn't agree with that. But Man, they play I didn't think it Dallas. was. But I didn't think it was necessary to even put the tackle in motion. That's doing too much. You only needed an inch. That's doing too much. So I thought that that was him out coaching himself a little bit. But uh, yeah, I did think that Debo got the first down. But aside from all of that, I mean, as far as how the game actually went, I didn't have a problem with the call uh, with the game being over because that's that's what it was. Me personally, I would rather take. I would rather take two Hail Mary shots um, from the, what was it, 41-yard line than to, to gain 17 yards 
and have one shot in the end zone. I mean, from the 24 yard line, you, yeah, you're thinking, okay, right. you can probably beat somebody, but but come on, I mean, you got to look at the game situation. And, okay. and then why didn't you go to the side? Because I'm sitting up here like, okay, Dak, I'm sitting up here like definitely one room for y'all, Q, but I'm sitting up here like, damn, Dak, you should have did this on some of them third and sixes and stuff when you were throwing the ball out. Okay, run the damn ball, get the first down. But at the end, even though the game should have been over, you should have hit your side. You should have hit Cooper and let him step out of bounds. Y'all had, what, four seconds? Then you take another hell mirror. I mean, you know, then you take a shot. Why Why did you run the ball? Well, I mean, I mean, the, the tipped out, tip out part was that march down the field, getting out of, getting out of bounds. And That's they had plenty of time. The 49ers How played far? poor defense. The 49ers How played poor they? defense, you know, on that last drive. They let them go down the field way too easily. I mean, he had three yeah. completions in a row. Yeah. How many yards did they get going down the field? They took it all the way down the field, I mean, to, to perfection, going out of bounds, yeah. going out yep. of bounds, going out of yep. bounds. Then it's yep. going to go there and run the ball up through the middle of the field. No catching step, well. catching step, catching step. Perfect. See, I didn't get because in, in <laughs> order for that play to work, with 14 seconds left, in order for that play to work, he would have had to have gone down at like the – 32, 33-yard line in order to have exactly. some time to get up and clock it. And, I mean, you're not, you're not getting anything out of that. So what you get, eight yards if you do that? So I don't think it's yep. worth calling the play at all. I mean, and, and I, had, had he had he gotten there, had he gone down sooner, and let's say, let's say if he went down to 27-yard line, maybe the umpire makes it there and they can spike the ball one second. I mean, one shot from the 27-yard line or two shots from the 41. I don't see that big of a difference. And, and yeah. they're in Dallas. Man, you throw that ball to C.D. Lamb, they going act like he's Jerry Rice two times over. You get a pass And they're going to call a pass interference on yeah. somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. man, they going to put the ball yeah. in the goal line. Not one yard from the goal line, in the, in the goal yeah. line. They're going to give them the damn points. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did not agree. And then I think it was it turned out to be worse when I mean I expect McCarthy to double down on his bad decision. That's what he does. But when Dak did it, I'm like, man, Dak, the one thing yeah. people said about you is that you were, you know, a sensible, reasonable, classy guy. For you to say that it was cool for the fans to throw stuff at the officials, man, that's wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. The official did that job. Yeah, if you, the officials, and you then you're supposed to hand them the ball. I have my boys right. hand them the ball, man. You, I'm just right. saying, you can't spot your own ball. Everybody know that. And, and then the you can't line, expect the, the man to be. Is, you can't expect the man to be Usain Bolt and get down the field. Either. That man's sixty years right. old. But what I'm saying, but if you want to spot it fast in the sake of time. You every you 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 don't even toss the ball to referee. You run it to the referee, so he you know. And a lot of times they'll cut yeah. you some slack. You know, I don't seen them put a second on something. If you get the ball in their hand and they slow getting it down, Man. but if your ass in yeah. the way, they, they gonna like you. The reason I couldn't get to the ball. <laughs> if if yeah. you're on if you're on the 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 let's see how many yards he gained seventeen yards. Okay, so let's say if you're on the twenty five yard line and you call that play to get to the to the twelve or the ten or something, maybe you have a second left. All right, to take a shot from like the 10-yard line or something. But to me, two shots from the 41 is better than taking a chance of not getting a shot at all. That's just how I look at it. Like Ray said, you might get a pass interference. You don't know what can happen. 
And, and yeah. the thing about the it, line is, they, y'all was moving the ball so efficient, man. It's just like catching step, catching yeah. step. I thought y'all were going to And then, but you know, me too, bro. Do you know what one of the yeah. pivotal plays in the game was to me outside of that last drive? When they had the 49ers stopped on third down, and then they had that penalty when Randy Gregory tackled that man for no reason. Man, now. what in the hell was yeah. he doing? He, yeah. Depot yeah. Sam was running right by him. Look at him. He taking the dude Ooh. straight to the ground. Like he done lost his mind. <laughs> I'm trying to take y'all. Thank Jack. Randy Gregory is one of these guys. Man, he's very play- I don't know if y'all watched him before. He's very playful on the field. All right. He's always laughing and joking with the other team. And you know, when he sacks a quarterback, he'll lay beside him and talk to him and all that stuff. And all right, and that's cool and dandy, but see, I don't like it because I think the referees can misinterpret that as taunting or something. But he does these crazy things. And uh, he smiles at it, and nobody says anything to him. His teammates don't say anything to him. Uh, you know, the coach definitely don't say anything to him. Did y'all see Bruce um, Arias slap that dude upside the head this weekend? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I heard about it, but I didn't actually see it. Now, I'm not saying I you got to slap anybody upside the head. I ain't saying that because not a grown man. But I am saying that when you make a mistake, somebody need to get in your face, and that's not the cowboy way. And that's been a problem yeah. since all the way back to Parcells because, like, when uh, I think it was uh, yeah, one of the DBs, Jerry, the, Jerry's the coach. Nobody don't want to piss Jerry off. One of the DBs uh, <laughs> yeah. for Tampa Bay, I think I don't remember who it was, Carlton or who it was. He uh, took his helmet off on the field after um, a turnover and celebrated, and the Tampa Bay got a 15 yard penalty. Now, at the time, they didn't really just need it. But when he got on the sideline, man, Ty Bowles and the other players went in on him. You know, yeah. that's what you're supposed to do for people who do stupid stuff. But there's no accountability yeah. in, in Dallas. And I mean, to me, this was this year was a great opportunity to uh, make it to the divisional round. I, I thought that Dallas would be good enough to make it to the second round of playoffs. I would consider that a successful year for them. Um, you know, that's what I was saying before the season started. And to get put out at home in the wild card round, man, that's just bad. That's just unacceptable. It's embarrassing. Not to take nothing from the 49ers because they 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 did their thing. But you know, this is uh, a game. I, I, I got to throw a shot at the 49ers too. What in the hell was uh Shanahan and Garoppolo doing when y'all threw that pick? Why are you even throwing the ball? Hey, you getting five six yards of carry. You got the lead. That's the same thing they did against the Chiefs. If you got the lead, just run the damn ball. That's Shanahan being Shanahan, you know. But he he tried to give that game away in, in a couple of ways, and and Dallas didn't take advantage of it because you know Mike McCarthy is just a little bullfrog on the logs, and they're looking, and uh, he wants to argue with everybody except his own players, and so that's what it is. Now I don't know what they have in plans in the future for him. Um, if if they get rid of him and hire Kellen Moore, we're still in the same boat. If they get rid of him and hire Dan Quinn or whatever, we're still in the same boat. But all these Dave Campo, Shan Gailey, Jason Garrett guys got to go. But until Jerry Jones gives it to someone who has some authority, man, we're going to always be like this. So, I mean, this is just kind of what it is. A very disappointing end of the, for the season. But uh, I'm not going to put this on the referees. because Even if you want to blame the referee for that one, uh, what happened down the stretch, you can't blame him for no 14 other penalties. It was nothing controversial about them 14 penalties we had all of them were penalties you hear me <laughs> they were egregious yep. penalties 
And so it was yeah. nothing to argue. But uh, yeah, I got to get the 49 day props, man. I hated to see that. That's one team I don't like losing to. But we'll move on to the nightcap. And that was uh, Kansas City 42, Pittsburgh 21. And um, the game started out slowly. Um, Steelers jumped on a, jumped on early with a 26-yard fumble recovery by T.J. Watt. And uh, that was all she wrote for a while, Buck. Next thing you know, it was 35-7, to 7 and I was getting ready for bed. But, man, what would you think about this game? Because uh, y'all just didn't have it in you. Well, I mean, bottom line of it is, I mean, it was, you know, we were – you know, we were pretty pretty much, you know, we barely got in. I'm glad we were able to. Um, but the, at the same time, we knew that in order for us to even Thank be competitive in this game, we had to be we had to be able to do had to be able to force turnovers and keep them off the football field because that's the only only way we could kind of really, you know, beat them. And um, you know, in the first quarter, you know, we we did that. But you know, once they got that first touchdown. I think we just. I think that first touchdown just really shell shocked us because we weren't doing anything offensively because we hadn't done anything offensively all year, um, mainly because of the the way that um, they just did not let Big Ben do what Big Ben does, which is play back, backyard football. Um, they let him play it late, but we need to play it early, um, and that's something that Matt Canada, you know, and the Steel organization just hadn't done. They, you know, it's not that. You know, I, I don't understand the play calling at all. I mean, what – there's only – I mean, sh- closing the playbook to a veteran quarterback is just detriment. I mean, we got the receivers. We got the tight ends. We got a great running back. And we're not utilizing the RPO. Our RPO game is whack. I mean, I've, it, RPOs ain't nothing but wide receiver screens. And to set – they're not even setting those right. The offensive line play has been dramatically better since Adrian Clem has been gone, but it's just the way the players are called. Nobody is faked out by these, you know, by all this motion and all this that Matt Canada is doing. I mean, it's an anemic offense that should be taught down in Little League and not for somebody that's been playing football for 18 years. And it's just not good. On the defensive side of the ball, we can't stop, we can't stop a fly. Um, they run. I mean, we hadn't stuck. We haven't been able to stop the run all season. Now, some of that has to do with injuries, but a lot. Of, I mean, we got some guys that we brought in that Pittsburgh that actually are playing good. I like Adams. Um, he may be a viable a viable option if Tua decides not to play football anymore. Um, Adams is really good. We picked him off the picked him up off the New Orleans Plank squad. He used to play for the Packers. He's a good. He's a really good uh, defensive player. Um. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we know what we needed to do to get the, to win this game, and we just couldn't do it. Um, hats off to Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City just, man, they were having fun out there. They were calling all kinds of plays on the goal line. I mean, it, it, it was embarrassing, to be honest with you, to watch these guys do this. I mean, I know it's fun to watch because, you know, if you're a Kansas City fan, but, you know, I know, I know what my team, you know, used to be capable of. And to see them, you know, Kansas City just imposed their will on us. And they just they, – when you say put your foot on the gas or, you know, like I like to say, skull fuck somebody on, you know, skull fuck them. We got skull fuck. I mean, there ain't no question about it. No but, Vaseline. Um, and no Vaseline, no courtesy reach round. I mean, we got our ass handed to us. And, um, you know, Big Ben had a, had, had a solid career. Um, 
But I don't care who we get for quarterback next year. If Matt Cannon is our, is our offense coordinator, we're doomed. Because the, the plays that he called, it doesn't matter whether your quarterback is mobile or not in, this, in, in his offense. You're not going to be successful. And, I mean, I want to see major change. Um, there are some rumors out there that um, our defense coordinator is going to retire. Great. He needs to retire. Um, I like what I've seen the last three weeks out of the guy that takes Adrian Clemens' place, who's from Atlanta, as far as offensive line coach. They finally put um, J.C. Hassenauer at center, where he should have been all year. Um, Great, great move. And I'd like to to see him stay there and maybe move Kendrick Green, who was playing center to guard, because that's his natural position. Um, Glad to see we had a 1,200-yard rusher. You know, we can do better, still do better in front of running back position. Um, But, you know, quarterbacks i mean we got a lot we're gonna have a lot of money and you know the jimmy g's uh bridgewaters you know wilson's possibly you know possibly aaron Rodgers. you know any of those guys i mean we need to you know if we want to make a super bowl run we got an offense we got we got stars on offense we just need to shoot up the line a little bit more use our fullback and um you know maybe get a get a veteran qb in there to be able to make a run, we we got to do, make some changes on defense as well. So we'll see what happens. But you know, great season, especially with all the injuries we had this year and everything, and Big Ben, Big Ben, Swan Song. But whoever takes over the, the reins of quarterback, they're gonna have to let him have the keys. And I just I don't want to see Matt Canada back there next year. I want to see his ass out of there. So. All right. Well. Um... You know, Mahomes did his thing as far as uh, he was 30 for 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns. He had an interception, sacked three times. His passer rating was 138.2. Uh, Jared McKinnon was very effective, 61 yards on the ground, 81 yards receiving, and a touchdown. So it really didn't matter who they had at running back. Clyde, it was hilarious, man. I keep forgetting that dude was even in the league. He plays like every five weeks or so, man, and he's always out hurt. Uh, I tell you what, the way McKinnon was playing, yeah, he, 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 he might not, not have not a job because <laughs> that's right. that yeah. dude was off. Man, he he can if he repeat that, then, I mean, he legit gonna literally take the oh, job. Yeah, yeah. they literally picked him up off the street. So, but as far as um, I forgot to mention, as far as our predictions, um, Eminem and Ray had Philly against Tampa. Uh, me and Buck had Dallas against San Francisco. And, Buck, you were the lone wolf with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Yeah. And so, that brings us to Monday night, the last game of the weekend. The Rams 34, Cardinals 11. Uh, the Rams were in control of this game from the get-go. 21 nothing halftime, 28 to nothing at one point in the third. And they just never really relinquished anything, man. Um uh, Kyler Murray picked a very bad time to have one of his worst games I've ever seen him have. 19 for 34, 137 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, two sacks, a 40.9 passer rating, and only six yards rushing, okay, or two carries. Yeah, so that was the problem. <laughs> and so uh, they Do just can't get, get you it there. going. And, I mean, anytime Matt Stafford only has to throw 17 times, man, the Rams probably going to beat you pretty good. 
You know, and yeah. man, uh, real quick, did you all see Cam Akers knock out Buda Baker? Yeah, yeah, man, I saw that. Oh my goodness, man, that was a vicious. Man, that was crazy. Yeah, was kind of was kind of sliding in. The angle was kind of. It's, yeah. it's like you know, the it, angle everyone got him. But uh, like I say, Cam, he's a uh, he's a very deceivingly hard runner, and um. But, you know, it's like I was looking at him run and I was just like, man, you know, you back, but your shit ain't healed like that. I'm not talking about on that run, but a couple of runs he had like yeah. in the thick of the defense. It's like sometimes you got to just go ahead and go down that that extra little push. But uh, yeah, he got lucky on <laughs> he got lucky on that one. because I thought it was a fumble. Uh, and then yeah, and, uh, yeah, McVay called a timeout. I'm like, why did you do that? Now they can look at it. <laughs> right. So I don't know, but he, uh, man, credit to his doctor for even getting him back out there, man. Normally, you tell your Achilles do anything, rupture your Achilles, you ain't coming back no time. No, hell no. So if this is the new standard, man, then doggone, everybody first of all gonna be going to that doctor. Well, and second and of all, it can change the game. It's gonna change the game. It's gonna, uh, it's gonna have so much longevity now that yeah. you know it's gonna. The same way, you know, when we get on our little soapbox about who should be in the Hall of Fame or not, it's going to be like this. Everybody who's in the post miracle surgery area era going to be, it is not going to be see a guy play 20 years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And play and play all 17 or, or 18 you know, games by the end. You know, guys like, yeah. you know, Gail Sayers and Billy Sims and uh, Terry Allen, just different people who kind of, uh, even Priest yeah. Holmes to an extent, people that had like good but kind of shorter careers, Bo Jackson, of course, you know, that'd be a thing of the past, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, but uh, yeah, he just didn't do it. What about um, what do y'all think about Odell Beckham's performance? I mean, he had four catches, 54 oh, yards, oh my god, on four I, targets with a touchdown, and yeah. he threw for a pass of he, 40 yards. Man, he had some nice he, catches, he went off, but not only that, he not only off. that. He looks happy, man. He looks like yeah. this is what I've been – it's like this is tailor-made for him. He back in a big market. You got all them stars, Jay-Z, different people sitting up there. And he know them people there. You know, Kawhi Leonard and them. I mean, this, yeah. this is what Odell is, you know. And I always, you know, like, yeah, I don't understand, you know, like I say, yeah, you know, Belichick is the greatest coach, and I give him that. But, I mean, that type of shit don't work for every player. And this is Odell all day. Everything about yep. the Rams is Odell. They giving them the ball. They they letting them play within itself. Uh, he even wearing his jersey, kind of untucked the way he used to do. I mean, little things like that is quirky, but he's that type of guy, man. He's just not the. He's just not the typical straight lace straight lace receiver. Guy. But if you want the best out of him, I'm talking about man. I think we we get ready to. Now, I don't know what his contract like, but if the Rams have him again next year, man, he's going to be back in, in the top tier of things because he – this is tailor-made for him, man. I mean, he's loving it. I thought it was good for Deshaun Jackson too, but I don't know what happened. But uh, but he's loving this. He And, and the fans love him. Man. It's, it's like this is the beginning of his career all over again. Yeah. Barring injury yeah. or something. All right. Well, I – um. I, I I thought well I thought it was cool they gave Cam Akers a game ball I thought that was cool 
But, um, yeah, Odell did his thing, and as long as you can keep him happy, he's going to produce. But this now the Rams move on to play Tampa, what was supposed to be the OBJ-AB Bowl, but, of course, we ain't going to have that now. (laughs) But, uh, all right, so as far as the predictions in that game went, uh, Ray took the Rams. He was the only one that took the Rams. And that one, a lot of us, all of us were expecting Arizona and upset. So the playoff standings for the wild card weekend, Buck, Eminem, and I were four and two, and Ray was three and three. So that's where we look in the playoff standings. So let's look at next week where we have Cincinnati at Tennessee. And Ray, I'll start with you. Cincinnati at Tennessee. They've been off for a week. Tennessee been waiting on this. What's going to happen? Oh man, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to say, but neither team really wows you with experience. So, I mean, I think they got something good going over there in Cincinnati. I'm gonna take Cincinnati in the upset, okay? And but I know that they're trying to bring back, um. You know they're big yeah, back for Tennessee, yeah. but I don't think it's going. I, I, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I don't. I, I just Tennessee has not done enough. Yeah, they snuck up and took the first seed, but they actually getting ready to go back. They getting ready to go home and go fishing. I'm taking Cincinnati, and they're gonna blow them out. They they're gonna blow ten, Tennessee straight out the stadium. All right, Eminem. I got a feeling Eminem going with Tennessee. Yeah, man. Uh, like I say, you know, Cincinnati, they up and coming. And I mean, this is not like the old Cincinnati. We're going to see them for years to come, but it ain't going to be this year. Um, even without Derrick Henry, I mean, it's just like when you look at Cincinnati, the whole season, it's like they will go two games and beat somebody. They, you know, you think they probably won't beat, and then they'll kind of do something different. So, uh, this is week three, so they ain't gonna win three weeks straight. So I'm taking Tennessee. Um, All right. Yeah, but I do think that of the running backs, I do think that Joe Mixon gonna have a hell of a game. But uh, but uh, I think Burrow is Burrow and, and uh, Chase just they having too much fun, and sometimes stuff like that will pull you away from the offensive scheme. And and like I say, uh. You know, Vrabel is a good coach, so I mean, you know, you're gonna have to beat his ass. So, um, I think, you know, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but uh, I'm 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 looking at Tennessee to get this one. All right, and we move on to San Francisco at Green Bay. I'm going with Green Bay. Um, I think the 49ers can give him a give them a game if things go their way, like if they get a couple of turnovers or maybe get up to an early lead. But I'm going with Green Bay and Eminem. Who you got? Yeah, uh, Green Bay. I mean, if Shanahan wasn't the coach and Garoppolo wasn't the quarterback, I would take San Francisco in the upset. But um, the way they did that shit last week, I mean, if, if like I said, if Dallas would have been hitting on all cylinders, I mean, that game wouldn't have been close. So uh, because you can't make you can't make mistakes like that and give Rogers the ball and stuff like that. So you if you got a lead. And you got Samuels and, and all these other guys running like that. Why in the hell are you doing these arid throws and all this stuff? And, you know, Jimmy G can throw the 
a, a pretty pass when he wants to, but he's very inconsistent. So when you're playing in negative whatever degrees it might be, and you start that shit, you know, uh, that you can't beat Green Bay like that. You got to go up there to intentionally beat their ass. The way uh, Eli Manning them used to do it. You got to be intentional about it. Okay. And Buckle, you got Green Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers wanted to play for the 49ers. And anytime he gets a chance to play these jokers, he's try, he try to beat the, beat the fool out of them. So they're going to beat the fool out of San Francisco. This is going to be my 21 pick in the playoffs. They're okay. going to beat the hell out of San Francisco. All right. And I don't know if I mentioned my pick for the first game. I got Cincinnati. I don't know if I mentioned that or not over Tennessee. No, you but, didn't. Uh, Okay, Ray, who do you have? San Fran at Green Bay. Oh, I'm taking the Packers, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game, but um, I'm taking the Packers. All right. And, Ray, I'll stick with you, man. The Rams at Tampa Bay. The Rams, yeah. they, they've built this whole team to beat Tampa Bay. Now they have their opportunity. I think they're going to do it. I'm, going, I'm picking the Rams. I think the Rams – have the running game. I think they had a passing game, and I think they got the defense to do it. And, you know, I'm not the biggest McFay fan, but it seems like everybody else is. The owner's got a hard on for him, so let's see what he's going to do. I'm not a McVay fan either, and if he can kind of stay out of it, I think the Rams have a chance as well. I'm going with the Rams. And Eminem, who you got? Yeah, I had uh my prediction in the beginning of the year was uh, McVay is the coach of the year, so I doubt he'd get that. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, man, you know, I think this is the game where uh, Tampa misses Godwin and they miss uh, AB. I think they're gonna AB. need that to beat them. But and uh, we got four sacks on them. And that's with Josh Sweat out. And then Brandon Graham, uh, of course, he missed most of the season. Because we was tearing their ass up on Thursday night football. I ain't trying to sign a broke record. But, you know, and like I said, the Rams, they pressure on another level. Now they're going to add Vaughn Miller, who now is starting to kind of really get in football shape. And uh, so, man, they're going to have to dig deep. Uh, no, they're going to miss Fournette, too. Because the other backs they got, I mean, they they straight, but they not letting them for a net. I mean, you saw that against us. But uh, I don't know, man. I I think it's going to be close, but I think the Rams might steal this one. I really do. All right. And, and, and Stafford, sorry ass, have been a NFC championship game the next week. Stafford, <laughs> 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 yeah. the and let's see who you got on in this one. Uh, but Rams at Tampa Bay. The damn show. It ain't Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay gonna they they gonna lose. Brady going home. He gonna go fishing. I'm going with the Rams. All right. And Buck, I'll stick with you. Buffalo at Kansas City. Woo! This is a hard one to pick because both of these teams coming off of big wins. Um, however, and I know that, you know, Kansas City, I mean, they, they beat the hell out of us last week, but they got to come up to Buffalo to play this game. Or are they playing in Buffalo? Yeah, they're playing in Buffalo. So, with that being said, I, my, I got to, I got to lean towards Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo has a really good, strong team. They got a great defense. 
And in order, and you know, getting up field third on third down is going to be crucial to beating Kansas City. Um, you know, keeping them, you know, keeping them, you know, on the sidelines. And I think Buffalo is kind of built to do that. Um, you know, they didn't show that the first part of the year, but they're definitely showing it now. So it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to take Buffalo in the in, in the upset. Okay. And Ray, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City. I think Kansas City going to pull it out because uh, Josh Allen, you see that Josh Allen about three times a year. Now, if he was lights out like that all the time, there's nothing no team can do. But I think Kansas City is going to show them who they are. Okay. And I'm going with Kansas City as well. Eminem, who you got? Yeah, I, I think uh, Andy Reid got too many different wrinkles. He's starting to tinker with for McVay. McVay, I mean, not be McDormand. He ain't seen all that shit. Belichick is different, but he a mastermind, but mainly on defense. But uh, like I say, man, Reid is a very underrated offensive genius. But um, uh, and and Kansas City tends to play up and down to their level of competition. So, uh, yeah, they do. Uh, and, and, and like I say, I think Buffalo was so locked in on beating New England and New England dominating that division for so long and all that, that I, I think that that was their Super Bowl. Now, next year, they probably can't beat them with the same team. But this year, I think, I think last week was their best, their best effort they, they, they gonna have. Unless unless Josh run the ball like that, they, if he run so the ball like Kansas that, City? man, Kansas City, yeah. Okay. All right. So and McKinnon, that's an X factor, Jack. Him and Tyreek Hill doing that shit, man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, just another news: uh, Seattle fired defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. and Jerry Rice's son. Jerry Rice's son is transferring from Colorado State to USC. So, well, something to keep an eye on, I guess. Jerry Rice's son to see if his son is any good or not. And mm-hmm. all right, so we'll do three who am I's and get ready to, to shut this down real quick. Just a little boxing. Um, this whole Jake Paul, Mike Tyson thing. Would you watch it? <laughs> How much is it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're just talking about no. it. But you know, it'll probably be like probably be fifty bucks at least. Oh, it's gonna be a hundred bucks. <laughs> but man, Tyson. What pissed me off with Tyson was they come out of that extra exhibition shit, man. We want to see you fight, not that circus show shit he was doing. Now, if he fight Jake Paul straight up, you know who knows what could happen. But if you come out there yeah, like you fought Roy Jones and. Trying to make a show of it and not trying to hurt nobody and all that kind of stuff, man. You know, I don't want to see that. I yeah, want to I, see, see. I want somebody to tell Tyson before the before the first round that uh, Jay Paul killed one of his pigeons or something. <laughs> I know one thing. I tell you what, they say what they want by Jake Paul, but you better keep your gloves up. <laughs> yeah. He will get you out of there. He will get you out of there. Yeah. Yeah, he's knocking niggas out like the police. Right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. 
Am I lying? Man. No, the last guy he did. Uh, no, you ain't lying. Was it Woodley? That he, yeah, he had him. He mm-hmm. had him looking like Pacquiao in that yeah. ring, man. He was sleep. I mean, yeah. any, anytime Just someone falls, anytime someone falls on their stomach and their feet are are perpendicular, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Listen. are done. <laughs> you done? I'm tired. I'm, t- I'm tired of these guys making folks look bad. And 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 the thing about uh-huh. it is is. Woodley talked all this. Oh, he's from lady <laughs> from St. Louis or something like that. See, oh, one boy. thing I I will yep. give people the the, the the secret to the sauce. Guys like Jake Paul, he don't know nothing about no fucking New Orleans or Detroit and all that. He gonna nah, knock he your fucking head off. And that's what guy don't understand. Yeah. So you come here to us, I'm from Brooklyn, yeah. I'm from over here, and we kind of you know, oh well, we, I don't know if I should put the hands on him. No, you knock him yeah. out and worry about later, later. That's the whole yeah. thing. And yep. Jake Paul don't know nothing yep. about that. And that's man. what the deal is. Yep. Whoever oh, fights him, uh, man, got to be they got to be serious and not take this guy for granted because he 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 will if you let him, he will catch you and it's gonna be lights out. He can hit. He can he can punch. Yeah, I, I want to see Tyson fight. I, I don't want to see no, we're going to go eight rounds and give nobody a show. No, I want Tyson to try to take him out in a matter of seconds. Yeah, and, it, uh, it'll probably I'm be a show, not, man. He, he retired, retired, so he probably ain't going to just sign up to not fight. Gonna pay for it. I'm still not going to pay for it, but I'll make an effort to watch it, you know, on YouTube or something. Hey, Tyson seemed to want to turn down a lot of money lately. Man, he could have turned it all the way up and got right back in the game. They had him all set up to to fight Holyfield. This Holyfield, I saw I get up on my couch right now and beat him. (laughs) Now, what's the name? Now, I think what's the name of fight Jake Paul for real? He'll get beat, but he'll do it for real. Uh, Joy Foreman, he don't care. You can't you you can't beat on the old man. Just like Carissa Shields talking all that shit. Man, he'll put her straight out on her back. But <laughs> everybody in America be, you know, this, that, and the third, and all this. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want to see right. that versus women. No, nah, I don't want to see that either. You're gonna oh, be too man. much backlash. You already got that man, in I want to see mixed that. martial arts. You already got oh, MMA man, I uh, see fights that. like that. I paid five hundred dollars to see that. <laughs> well, there you go. You got a market man, right there, y'all. Man, I want to see that one. But uh, all right. So let's get into some who am I's. I got three of them for you, and we'll shut this thing down. All right, y'all ready? All right. Yep. All right. Let's see. Six feet. I got some tough ones now. I'm letting you know right off the, the bat. All right. Six feet tall, two hundred and thirty-five pound. Running back drafted in the first round, number 17 overall, in 1995 out of Michigan by the New York Giants. Tyrone Wheatley. Tyrone Anthony Wheatley. All right. And Buck, you dropped off for that one, but all right, here we go. I am a six foot three, two hundred and ten pound quarterback 
drafted in the 10th round in 1977 by the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't know that. Danny White. So that means he has – no. Tony Dorsett. Uh, Steve Berline. No. He uh, – out of San Jose State. Dave Wilson. He never played for Dallas. He was drafted. Oh, damn. Now. He played for the 49ers. He played six years with Tampa Bay. That's where a lot of people remember him. But he also played with – Steve DeBerg. Steven Leroy DeBerg. Yeah, right. that's the that's what I need, need to say. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh let's see. Ray and Eminem both have one. Six foot two, two hundred and twenty pound running back. Drafted in the first round, number eight overall in nineteen seventy-nine by the St. Louis Cardinals out of Miami, Florida. Who am I? OJ Anderson. Otis Jerome. Anderson, one-time pro, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Giants, offensive rookie of the year. All right, so those are the three. So Eminem has gets the W. What the music? Right. Man, right. nah, we, we we gotta be consistent on the on the number two, man. I ain't that ain't, ain't giving you a chance to do nothing. That's if about damn time. You ain't need a chance. If we go, if we go, we gonna do five. We gotta do five or whatever oh. we gonna do. Yeah, we, we'll do five next week. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I only had three. I only had three. Let's go around. You need to lose and, uh, sometime, right? And in the mm-hmm. off season, I might have to bring back some of that this or that. In the off yeah. season, looking forward yeah. to that. So. Uh, it looks like uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf is going to have an autobiography released uh, by Colin Kaepernick uh, Publishing. Oh, okay. It's called, it's called In the Blink of an Eye. And uh, so that should be pretty interesting, man, uh, for Mahmoud to kind of get his story out Mahmoud, there. Mahmoud, he wasn't as good as Chris Jackson, though. <laughs> Sorry. Man, in, in, in high school and college, man, he was amazing. Because uh, I think yeah. in high school – uh, I got to see him play. Actually, it was I mean against Gulfport against James Robinson back at the Coliseum in like '85 or '86 or whatever it was, man. And I mean, both those dudes were lights out. But uh, when that dude was at LSU his freshman year, he just went stupid, man. He just oh yeah, he was. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just he didn't was, hear about yeah, no freshman was, going for no fifty points. That was uh, he was he was, pos- of. he was possessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but all right, uh, that's going to wrap it up. So we'll have, uh, we'll do this again next week. Talk about these games that have been upcoming. And um, after the Super Bowl, I might take like a two-week break. And then we'll get back into like free agency and all that other stuff, coaching changes and everything else. Because, you know, the domino is going to fall with these coaches after the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll go from from there. All right, fellas. I appreciate y'all joining. You've been listening to the Very Unsportsmanlike podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards for more show information. And we'll catch you all next week. Peace out. Just real quick. Did y'all see the Malik McDowell video? Uh, No, who's Malik? Uh, He's a defensive uh, tackle for... uh... 
Cleveland Browns came out of. Um, um, I heard about somebody that got in trouble. Uh, yeah, he got in trouble. A defensive tackle. Yeah, they yeah. like you little man. You out there foot naked. No, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Because he well, had a video a couple of years ago. They tried to arrest him in the store, man. He was knocking cops all over the place. Yeah. But I don't know what happened this time, but see, he's sitting out on the curb. He ain't got on no more clothes you have on. You got out of the shower. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, yeah it's, on, it's on TMZ. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to check it out, man. I, I I heard about someone getting in trouble, but I didn't know the details. I definitely didn't know that he was butt booty naked. Oh um, yeah, he's still naked. So man, I mean stuff like that, man. You gotta immediately. I'm thinking it's it's definitely a mental health issue. CTE, baby. He needs to get checked out for real, man. There ain't nothing to play with. So hopefully nah, he, you're all he, right, but. Yeah, he got some major issues that's going to have to be addressed. I mean, I'm hoping that the team kind of do something, you know, to help him out. But, you know, at that point, it's bigger than football. I mean, you got to get yourself, you know, he could be bipolar, what have you. We don't know exactly what the underlying issues are. But, I mean, to be out there buckling and naked and it's, and it's cold as it is out here, shit. I don't care if it's cold or not. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I don't care if it's cold or not. You just don't uh uh-uh. uh. You you're on a different level when you're out there buck ass naked yeah, like that. So yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. All your folks ain't home as they say. Yeah. And there was someone <laughs> else that, that got in trouble. Uh somebody got DUI or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh who was that? They got a DUI. I can't even think of who it is now. I think he played for the Browns too, I think. No, Jaguars. Uh McCray. Jaguars, okay. Yeah, he's a special teamer though. A guy named Laurenti McCray. He uh well he didn't get a DUI. He he tried to outrun the police. So, yeah, so he tried to Ooh. outrun the police at eight at eight in the morning. Not oh, not in, in a in a car or on foot. Um in a car. Car. He in a car. Uh, yeah, hundred miles per hour swerving across three lanes of traffic. Yeah. I'm not sure what he was trying to but they said he has that he got taken to the hospital for some kind of mental evaluation. They said he wasn't all he wasn't all of there all right. Oh, his fuck wasn't home either. He was trying yeah. to be Burt Reynolds. He yeah. he had the Burt down, but he left the Reynolds off. No, he he gotta say that if he wanna keep his job after that Henry Rugg shit. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. gotta say, well, you thinking you was gonna do this and that. Live niggas be talking crazy. They ain't doing nothing but trying to hey, they say that uh, they said when the, the cop that pulled him over and interviewed him at the hospital, um, and the cop asked him, he goes, Do you, were you the driver of the vehicle in question? And he, he told the cop, oh, that was you? My bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You got you to gotta play. You got to play, play that card. Yeah. You got to play stupid. Try to, try to stay in the NFL. That's what he got to do. But I don't understand why can't these guys sit their ass down somewhere. You made him plenty of money. Now you think about this guy. I mean, now you made one, two million dollars a year. You out there on the ground naked, laying down like a damn fool, and you probably got out of Rolls Royce or a Jaguar or something like that. When what the hell's going on? You know what know. I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. But you better get out there. Guys, you better get out of that crazy because because you, you don't, gotta you're gonna be out, out of out of a job. Because so. the last thing you want to do is have mental health problems and not be in the NFL. 
I mean, you definitely don't want that. All right, fellas, we'll shut this down, and I will holler at you all on next week. All right.